Okay, so I like your little method you had there, actually. does Do you do that for real? Because I'm finding my ears are getting very hot in these headphones lately, and I don't know if that's just a me thing. I like lifting the headphones, little yeah. pulsating release, release, release. It's just like a little... It's an occasional thing that I do to pretend that it's working and then I realize that I just look stupid and I stop, but I'm glad. I feel like some little fans in there would not be a bad addition. Fans. Would Apple add fans to AirPods Max? That's a very interesting question. I don't know. I mean, if they got all those extra fans from not putting them in computers, they got to put them somewhere, right? Like, let's put them in the headphones. And then you got little, and then it's cool. Yeah. Imagine if they added a USB-A port to the outside of each cup. <gasps> and then you could oh, put those little things. Those, those little, little extra fans. Yes. And then you just blow in. They'd love that. It'd be kind of like the Apple headphone equivalent of wearing those straw hats. Not like mm-hmm. out of straw, but when you go to a baseball game and you've got the thing from the beer cans. Beer hat. Beer hats. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, except it's USB-A fans on your AirPods. If they're going to add anything, it's more USB-A and more fans. That seems logical for them to do. So I'm for that. They can't use lightning. No, we should all go back to USB-A because clearly that was the right way. Third time's a charm. Every time. I love those fans because you know how at the end they have that little material that's really soft so you can stick your finger in them without hurting yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Which you'd always do because you're kind of just like, I like danger, but I don't like it that much. But I like danger just enough to touch a foam fan. Like, that's the limit. Yeah. Is every airplane that flies in European airspace going to have to switch from USB-A ports to USB-C? What to power the plane? Is anything like Australia, like, do you know how long it took us to get USB-A ports in an airplane? Like, I reckon they were probably only, probably only three years ago that it became standard. Yeah, I can't even imagine that that's going to happen in any reasonable amount of time. And they'll do the, like the wrong version too. You know, they'll pick, even if it's USB-C, they'll pick like USB-C, but it'll be some dumbass version of it that then we'll be stuck with for 10 more years. But everybody will be happy because we're all standardized. It's like, <laughs> cool. It charges my phone if I fly around the globe eight times. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, talking about planes, I don't know if you meant that as a segue to Jason's topic, Andrew, but that was masterful. Because Jason's been traveling. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. I was going to ask Jason if he reflected on his USB ports on his travel plane. In the Zoom window, I saw Andrew actually go by on a Segway right then (coughs) as he was saying that. That's how good that Segway was. So, yes. (laughs) I would like to introduce a new corner. I don't remember if you all recall that we had Corner Corner not too long ago. But in Corner Corner, we actually... There were some corners that didn't exist in Corner Corner. So I'd like to introduce Travel Corner, which for obvious reasons for the last, how long has this thing been going on now? Like 18 and a half years we've been in this pandemic thing, I think, roughly, give or take. So travel has not really been like a big deal. Um, Not for me anyway. I don't think I've traveled in three-ish years. But I did recently travel... And by travel, I mean actually left my home in a car, went to an airport, got on an airplane, flew a distance to a different state. I didn't leave the country. I didn't go crazy, but I did go to a different state. So in some ways, it's kind of like going to a different country. I won't mention where I went. It's not one of the better ones. I will leave that up to the listeners to figure out which state that was. But not having traveled for several years, some things came to mind in terms of 
We talk about technology from time to time. I got to say, air travel has not changed in many years, which is somewhat surprising, first of all. I thought things would be fancy and new and changed. No, it's still basically a shit show all around in terms of travel. But there were a couple of things that stuck out to me, and I wanted to run these by you to see if, well, actually, let me stop. First of all, have either of you traveled in any significant way via airplane in the last, in let's even just say this year? I know Andrew did a trip up to Basketballville. Yes, I went to Darwin for Basketballville. I also did a, a small one to um, Exmouth or Exmouth. Remember Exmouth? I do. I do recall that when you, the satellite call in, I recall yep. that. And yep. roughly that was a how long travel distance by flight was that Exmouth, i think was two and a half hours and okay Darwin so smallish four and a half all right not too bad uh martin travel in the last year i mean obviously you've had a lot going on so i'm assuming not but i'll be traveling somewhere for work pretty soon but no not in the last year okay. or two nothing significant okay so i flew west coast to east coast which is it's a, it's a, it takes a while, you know, by the time you change planes and so forth. Overall, traveling still sucks. So, spoiler, it's still not that great. But there were a couple of things that I found to be interesting. So, first of all, going through the security situation in the United States is just as miserable as ever. So, good job there. Glad to see we're still... TSA haven't chilled out yet. Is that what you're saying? No, we're, it's still awful. Okay. Shoes shoes off? Shoes sorry, I've got a question. Shoes off or shoes off? Oh yeah. Uh so I do have the quote unquote luxury of TSA precheck uh and global entry. So I keep my shoes on because you know, America. (laughs) But the thing that I found to be the most intriguing is I get to my gate and I'm sitting there and you know, doing our thing where you're just sitting there waiting like when is this pain and suffering going to end? And we go to get on the plane and there's the usual surprise, surprise. There's not enough overhead bin storage for everyone. We're going to ask folks to volunteer to check bags. Well, I'm sure as hell not doing that. So, okay. Sounds good. Good on you. Then they make the announcement about smart luggage. Okay. We don't have that. Those faces are exactly what my face was, was the f*** is smart luggage? What is it? Like, okay, I missed something in the last three years. We now have smart luggage. Now, we know everybody adds smart to basically everything to make it trendy and hip and whatever and fashionable because it's technology. Cool. It's smart. Okay. So I'm like, what the hell is a smart luggage? Now I'm, in, now I'm like, okay. I got to get me a smart luggage. Obviously I'm behind the times. I have a dumb luggage that just holds my clothes. Who am I over here? Just, you know, living in the past and I'm, I'm sitting and waiting more and more and waiting and waiting. And they're like, okay, if you're checking smart luggage, be sure to remove the battery. I'm like, wow, bat- like, is it driving itself? What is this luggage doing that is so intelligent and smart? Is it like a Roomba carrying your clothes? I love it. Let me get one. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting longer. Turns out smart luggage is literally just a battery in a suitcase. That's it. Oh. It's an external battery pack that just slots into a suitcase so you can charge your phone. 
How is that smart? So you duct tape a battery to a suitcase and it's smart now. I've seen it all. It sounds very dumb, uh, at least in the airport situation, because then you have the hassle of having to dismantle it to get onto the plane. Thank you. Yes. So this smart object is actually idiotic because you have to disassemble your suitcase to get on the damn plane. So that's dumb. So the second piece to this is I'm thinking, okay, fine, a battery. Maybe you don't want to keep it in your backpack. Where do you put that suitcase when you bring it on? In the overhead compartment, Mm. which is inaccessible to you, (laughs) sitting in your seat. So now to charge your thing, you have to go get the battery out of the suitcase, bring it back down to where your backpack is. I don't, I'm completely lost as to how this is a thing. So that's the major shift in travel in the last three years. What if like in the center console of a car, you have that little hole that comes out of that compartment where you Mm -hmm. can have a cable running out to your iPhone. But in this case, it's vertical because it's from the overhead compartment. Yeah. It drops down like an oxygen mask. And then you're essentially holding your phone upside down to allow the lightning or USB-C port to connect. And then you have to actually use your phone upside down as a faux oxygen mask from the ceiling. That could work. I could see that being feasible. I still think maybe just keep a battery in your backpack with you would be probably fine. But- Okay. Anyway, that was point number one. Point number two, air tags. I haven't left the house in 15 years. I left the house with all of my air tags. I had air tags on all kinds of things just because I had them and I wanted to have air tags on things because I felt better about it. When you say everywhere, so, they didn't have to like pull you aside and check that it was somewhere else in particular. No, this like, was okay. not uh, this was not the airline that freaked out about air tags. This was they were sensible and they did not care that I had air tags. So no body cavities or your, no, okay. nope, good, nope, not that they know of. Wink, wink. <laughs> Great. Um, so air tags I had on my uh, my items. I used to, I'll preface this with, I used to be really good at travel. I was like travel guy, knew what to do, had all my systems. I haven't done it in a while. So I was a little rusty. So air tags, I have to say they win the day. They absolutely saved my ass when I was coming back from my destination back to home because I did the thing where I left my iPad mini in my hotel room. Because I did not do a thorough sweep of the room before I left. (sighs) That's a rookie mistake. It is absolutely a rookie mistake. And also, I was horribly hungover. But that had nothing (laughs) to do with it. It was all because it was a rookie mistake. And we're going to just make sure that everybody realizes that. So I leave the hotel. I look at my wrist because it buzzes and it says, you left your iPad behind. And I was like, No, I didn't. That's insane. I would never do that. So I look in my backpack. Holy shit. Nope, I did leave it behind. (laughs) It is not in my backpack. So I was able to go back to the air or back to the hotel, get my iPad, secure it, bring it with me to the airport. Everything is fine. I was so excited about that. And the other thing was that I also have. So that was not AirTag specifically. That was just the find my thing. But I had also left an item behind that had an air tag on it. So I got that item back at the exact same time. So yes, I left not one, but two items in my hotel room, like an idiot. You're really hungover. And so I got them back without having to deal with the the whole like calling the 
the hotel later and then being like, we don't know where these super oh. expensive items are. Yeah. They're just gone. Like, mm, okay. So thank you, AirTags. Thank you, Find My. I absolutely love it. All of the times that I've had false positives on Find My, don't care. I, I would rather be overburdened by this than have it not work once. Uh, so AirTag slash Find My, thank you. And that is all I have for Travel Corner. Other than that, it was a uneventful, mostly terrible adventure traveling. I thought Travel Corner might involve some things like, you know, we, we had a swim by the pool and we had a pina colada. And, oh! Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> it's like <laughs> airplanes suck and I've got air tags. Like, that's Jason's yeah. travel experience. Okay, so wait, hold on. I didn't have on. to take my shoes off. I didn't have to take hold my on. shoes off. Hold on, This was strictly talking about the travel itself. The oh, destination right. was uh, phenomenal. That was right. like a week of gold. It was. I'm strictly focused on the actual travel piece in between right. destination and, and origination. That's, okay. that's all I'm talking about here. Okay. When okay. I got there, phenomenal. Everything was great. It's that in between part that is that you know that hellish being yeah. in airports kind of situation yep. that I was mm. mostly focusing on here. Mm-hmm. So travel. Corner. I have a I have a question very briefly about mm. your hotel room. Did mm. you use? And he provided iron and ironing board. I did. How was that experience? It was actually fine. I found right. the, so if I had to rate the iron, I would say yeah. nine out of 10 on the iron really? itself. Yeah. It's really good iron. Used. It had the retractable, iron? like the auto retractable cord, very high quality iron. The ironing board, I would probably have to like, were there questionable stain marks on it? No, no, no. That's I good. think the ironing board just looked, it was very well loved and used. So I think it was probably, right. I'd give it like a seven, seven out of 10 for the ironing board. Was it appropriate for your height? Did it yes, bring it, it up to an ergonomic level? It was okay. I had a little bit of trouble right. getting it to re-collapse. There was some mm. collapse issues. The The mechanism, again, well loved, could could use a little, little once over. I think. WD-40. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it could use a little bit there, I think. But overall, ironing board and iron were top quality, uh, good good pieces of kit. Yeah. Why do you ask that question? That's a great question. Um, I was slightly scarred by an ironing experience at a hotel. Oh. So it was just interesting to me if he had a high quality experience where he went. Just blood stains everywhere. I wasn't burnt like George Costanza and ruining my hand model career or something. All it was, was I went to go and iron some clothes while I was away mm. on a trip and I've pressed the button to like do the steam. And I know it wasn't this, but it's like mm. all of this. It's like it was stuffed with cocaine and this white cloud just came out of it. It oh. was just this white cloud of dust or powder or something. I've gone, well, thank you for ruining my clothes. Wow, nice. And so now I've always been very, very sus on hotel provided irons, just thinking that mm. they've stuffed some foreign material in there. Interesting. I've never used a, a hotel iron. Why would I? I've been working hard to maintain happiness in the family. And one of the things that Benji was particularly concerned about is that once you may recall, David had a guest appearance on this show. Mm. He did. Yes. All week. He's been asking if he can do a guest appearance on Hemispheric Mm. Views. Yeah. Why not? 
it's what everyone's asking. I mean, let's just be real. It's it, all I see on the internet every day is like, how do I get on that show? Particularly in primary schools, because I remember when they banned Pokemon cards, they were so popular and causing fights. This is a real issue. This is in Australia, next. At least. Yeah, they're going to be like, yeah. no, absolutely not. We're not talking about this show anymore. And they say to build a podcast audience, we're looking for what, how do we build our audience? So we say have guests on, right? Because that'll spread mm. the word. So mm. I'm wondering if in the interest of maintaining my parental sanity mm. and getting me through this next week and making a six, almost seven-year-old very happy, if we can quickly have Benji on for a uh, guest appearance. It depends on how close to seven he is. Because <laughs> if this is one of those like six going on seven and he's not seven for like eight months. No, nah, well, he's, it's late December. So we're, what are we, October? It's two December months off. what? Because I'm I'm warming up to it because I'm also December. So December what? Is it an odd or even number? Not to throw his, you know, personal private identification out there. It's an odd number. And odd number. So, uh, so am I. Okay. okay. You've got me engaged. <laughs> okay. It's, it's very <laughs> okay. close to it's very close to Christmas. Is it close to the middle-ish? Uh yeah. Okay. All right. It is. Also, just it's the twenty third of December. Oh, Festivus. Nope. Yeah, have him on. Bring him in. No, it's too far from mine. <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us. I'll go get him. <laughs> let's see if he let's see if he gets stage fright. Hang on. <laughs> He's gonna shut down completely and just be like, "All right." So while he goes and gets him, do we hang up? Yeah, we'll just turn <laughs> off your video and leave. <laughs> Wait, how do I do it? Stop. Yeah. Yeah. You put this on. And you come right up close to the microphone. Hello there. How's it going? Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon. Or wait, what time is it there? What time is it there, Benji? Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Did you have breakfast yet? Yes. What'd you have? Mm. Eggs. Uh, <laughs> Bacon. No. I don't even like eggs. You How don't like <gasps> eggs? No. Okay. Let, let, let's talk about that. Why don't you like eggs? What's wrong with eggs? Uh, I don't know. Okay, fair. Is it the white bit or the yellow bit that you don't like? I think I like the white bit, but I don't oh. like the yellow mm. bit. Oh, you're an egg egg, egg whites. Okay. The yellow fair. bit's a bit weird, isn't so it? So an egg white omelette would be like right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I've got I've got a big question for you, Benji, right? Big question. Okay. You're at home with your dad and your brother. Yeah. Which one is more annoying? Mm. My brother. Mm. Oh, good save. Okay. Yeah, okay. What, what does your brother do to annoy you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's good. What do you and your brother do that is fun? Probably sometimes bouncing on the trampoline with him. That's fun. Ooh. I could see that. Yep. And do you try to jump a bit higher than he does? You really get up there? Yeah, I'm very... I jump very high now. Humble. <laughs> Just like his dad. Yep, yep. <laughs> do, you, do you like basketball? Not too much now. I think I like <laughs> soccer a bit uh, Yeah, better. we're the same. Yeah. yeah. What, what's better about soccer? What do you like about soccer? Just everything, maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. my favourite thing would be being the goalie. Hmm. Is that because you get to use your hands too? You get to do more than everyone else. No, I just no. think it's a bit fun because you get to block the shots. Ah, uh, good point. Can I ask you the most important question of all? 
So in the world of shapes, what is your favorite shapes? Mm. And I'm referring um, to the biscuits. Yeah, the ones with the flavors that you can see. Yeah. Probably the oval ones. Oh, like chicken crimpy. I didn't know that. that's what they were called. Yeah. Mm. With the little holes in them? Mm. Yeah. Yes. They are awesome. Chicken crimpy. Yeah. Chicken crimpy is a favorite. Good on you. I have a question about wrestling because I know your dad's really into wrestling. Do you like wrestling too? Yeah, I even have some wrestling toys. Mm. You do? Okay. Which one's your favorite? Can you tell us about that? Probably the stage where um, you get to break it, but then you can put it back together. And also the ambulance mm. where you get to break it and put it back together. What's the ambulance called, though? The uh, ambulance. Remember it's got a name? I forgot what it's called. It's called the Wambulance. What? <laughs> Wambulance. Whispering. Slambulance. The Slambulance, of course. So if you, if, it, Benji, if you had to just give a bit of advice to hundreds of millions of people who listen to this show, mm. what would that advice be? I think that advice would be... Mm-hmm. Hundreds of millions of people. What, what would you just want to tell everyone? Like, what is just the one thing, top of mind? What is it? That's a hard question. It is. It's a very tough question. But you're on the spot and you're like, you got to go quick. Tell them you got 30 seconds to tell the whole entire world this one thing. What would it be? Go. Be more negative. Because I'm negative. Okay. Yeah. Very negative. (laughs) That's definitely, that's one. Yep. What if you had to give like a second one? What if there was a second one you had to give? (laughs) (laughs) Just to to build on the first one. (laughs) Be mean. Okay. All right. Be, yep. Got it. All right. I think what we can take from this, what Benji's saying, right, which I think is very clever, is that Mm. the world can be a nasty place. It and you can't be. let people push you down and keep you down. you got to... Some other things. <laughs> Don't let out or do graffiti. Because a lot of people where I live do a lot of that. Mm. Does your dad do it? You can be honest with us. Yeah, he just Perth bandits everywhere probably. Do you go out for lunch sometimes and the bin's right there, but your dad goes, ah, can't be bothered, just drop it here, and you go, no, dad, take it to the bin. Take it to the bin, but no. negatively. I don't actually <laughs> okay. do that any. I don't. Never. I never do that. No, you would, that's that's good. Don't do think, Don't graffiti tell, unless it looks nice. Tell you to put something in the bin at lunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, Benji, I think you need to tell your dad now that um, he he can go now because you're the new co-host on the show. Like that's it. Just tell him. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you got to tell him though. You got to tell him he can't hear us. You can go now? No, you. I go now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're never being in this podcast again. <laughs> There's that mean advice he just gave. I'm going to get you out I'm of only kidding. Well, Martin, that's what you've got to look, to look forward to in approximately four years. Good luck with that. So we'll be having Mac on. So, yeah, stay tuned. That's four years' time. We'll get Mac on guest appearance. It'll be its own segment called Mac Advice, and everyone will be completely thrown <laughs> off. So <laughs> confused. They're like, oh, good. Mac tips. You're like, great. be negative. What the fuck? <laughs>
<laughs> what is going on here? What's wrong with you all down there? Oh, Jeez. Boy. Hey, we're we going to Martin actually, I think, has a really good topic now and a topic that we all love to discuss. Oh, what's that? Big social media. So, oh, yeah. what are we going to talk? We're going to talk Elon Musk and Twitter. Nope. What's, what's the conversation point today, Martin? So, I just put down very eloquently in the notes Meta's VR stuff. Because, mm. oh, you know, it's just a long list of uh, controversial and technological things that they've announced. Did either of you to watch any of the material that went out with that cringeworthy keynote about their Meta Quest Pro stuff and their headsets? I saw bits and pieces of it, but nothing about the technical. More about the uh, fraudulent use of legs. <laughs> <laughs> you mean with the avatars? Yeah. I saw one headline that said something something to the effect of that they made a thing that looked like it was from 2004 and then promised that they would work really hard to make it look like it was from 2009. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that, was, that was something to that well, effect. That was so. the year of Snow Leopard, so I'm excited. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you. Nothing but both fixes. I love that Go intro on. video. I stick on Exodus Honey occasionally just for a bit of a laugh. Anyway... Yeah, I brought this up because I don't know how many people actually follow Meta very closely. I'm not a fan of Meta and uh, Facebook and a lot of connected social media stuff anyway, but it's a reality that exists with us. And rather than covering everything, I'll just go through it quickly because I have a question that I want to ask both of you about it, which I'm going to get to very broadly about the technology. So for anyone who's not familiar, you've got VR, virtual reality, AR, augmented reality uh, headsets, mixed reality coming out of that, and Meta the rebranded Facebook, their mission now set by Mark Zuckerberg is essentially to have an entirely new platform for the future where rather than being stuck using these mobile phones in our pockets and desktop and laptop computers and tablets, we can be liberated by putting something on our head that covers our eyes and then layers virtual things over our environments or giving us new places to work and play and meet other people cool now technologically very impressive you've got face tracking different collaborations with microsoft for teams and so on but um it's really all about i think we can say safely zuckerberg wanting to not have to play nice in other people's sandboxes or platforms he wants to own the technology of the future he's mad that he didn't make the iphone that's it i mean let's just be obvious here like he's mad that he didn't make android or ios that's it yeah yeah you were going to say something too, Andrew? I was just going to say, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's my whole thing. This guy that was a blown, very enthusiastic. This cool. guy has blown billions of dollars of other people's money on this this, <laughs> fo- this folly, and uh, it's it's going nowhere fast. And and for all that, it's like wow, cool. It is super impressive that you can lose forty six billion dollars and still exist. Yeah. In all seriousness, Martin, you had you wanted to actually discuss this, so please continue. What I was kind of thinking when watching all this stuff was this is really technologically impressive stuff, right? And yes, as you both said, mm-hmm. very clearly they've thrown all of this money at it and will continue to do so. Sure. But aside from all of that technological innovation and aside from the fact that it's meta and all of the connotations and negative sure. brand feelings that come with that for a lot of people... I'm someone who's never used VR in any meaningful way. I think I'd actually be quite 
sick based on my uh, experience just watching a screen close to my face on an aeroplane on the back of a seat. So I don't really feel like I'm in a position to judge the technology properly or make assumptions about it. So I wanted to really question that point that Zuckerberg's been making about this isn't where we want it to be yet. This is really a long-term project for the future to make something that is lighter, you know, carry around, whether it's something like what Apple will do in the future or not. So my question is, considering the long-term vision of this, do either of you think that headsets of any form will be a meaningful mainstream product that attracts younger future generations away from things that you control purely with your hands like phones and laptops do you think this is where the future is actually heading it sounds like you're questioning the long game here and i think if there's any podcast that's qualified to talk about the long game it would be this one so i do appreciate that tie-in so thank you for that and i would say anybody thinking about this question in general abstract away meta facebook put in your absolute favorite company whatever and pretend like they're doing it and like answer Mm -hmm. it that way because it's super easy i mean as we've already seen the second you brought it up all we did was shit talk everything about (laughs) meta because it's the company right yes you preempted my question (laughs) right so like abstract that away let's just like pick whatever company i don't care what it is or it's just it's a brand new company you know nothing about. Like, yeah, approach throw it aside all of the control of the platform, whether it's one yeah. or many companies yeah. or who it is. I'm just talking about the actual putting this thing on your head and wanting yep. to spend yep. time with it every yeah. day. Yeah, for for this rare instance, let's focus on the actual technology itself and and forget the rest of it. So mm-hmm. I think to your to your point, you know, it, right now I think everyone's big conundrum is like we're we're addicted to devices and we have these tablets and these phones and we can't get off these phones and tablets so on the very surface level to say well the way to fix that is to strap it to your face a hundred percent of the time (laughs) doesn't seem like the most appropriate answer to the quote problem but i'm gonna even go step away from that and pretend like that's not even a problem at this point and that's let's pretend it's a choice okay you know i yes there's arguments on both sides but from a vr ar mr standpoint i absolutely believe there is a place for that kind of technology in our lives for very specific purposes um you mentioned vr making you ill which is an absolute problem for a lot of people depending. And and it's gotten better over time as refresh rates have gotten better. Resolutions gotten better. The technology is advancing and making that less of an issue. We have a whole VR setup in our house for doing VR gaming, which we love. It's fun. It's, it's a, it's a new different way to experience gaming, which also coincidentally weirdly brings in like an exercise angle to gaming which has never really been a thing before so i think that's an interesting uh, idea also i think in the business uh space i remember probably five years ago now i went up to redmond to visit microsoft to talk to them about when they were starting to develop the hololens Halo lens? No, it can't be Halo Hollow, lens. Yeah. It's, it's got to be Hollow H-O-L-O, lens. right? Halo lens would be too on the nose. Um, <laughs> the Hollow lens uh, two when they were starting to develop that, and they had 
very immersive demo sessions for if you're going to be somebody that's manufacturing motorcycles, like having this on your head will show you exactly what thing to pick up and how to, what tool to use and the proper steps. And it was effectively a how-to guide that was augmented overlay onto what you were doing. And it was hugely impressive. And then it was like, okay, for that instance, it makes a lot of sense. But then to take that into my home, maybe less so. So I think there's going to be very proprietary ways to use this technology. But in general, I do think AR, VR, and MR all are, are we calling it XR? I feel like at one point they were calling it XR because it was sort of a all-encompassing thing. But whatever, just putting a thing on your face that's a computer. Let's just call it that. Face computer. Either way, Apple would call it 10R, which is another issue. That's fine. There you go. Yeah. So if you put a 10R on your face, which is a phone they don't make anymore, to add more confusion, (laughs) I do think the face computer is valid for certain things. The problem is when I think we start to talk about, let's put this on your face 24 hours a day, which is sort of what I feel like they're trying to push, that this is going to be every day, all day, in your life. It's going to do everything which is what we said about phones 10 years ago, and that hasn't happened. So it's hard to believe that this more intrusive, more hard to scale to a point that it lasts longer than a day. We don't even have phones that last longer than a day, let alone a giant headset that's effectively two phones in front of your face. It doesn't seem like in the near future that's going to be possible, but I do think that they all are valid options, just not in the way that they're being presented to us today that forget hanging out with people in real life. We're just going to go into fake Facebook verse and hang out there. Mm, Maybe, but I think that is a idea that's coming from the company that's directly creating it slash directly profiting from it trying to push it more than consumers actually wanting that as a thing. Yeah. And I will stop now on my rant. That sort of rant was very comprehensive. At the risk of sounding like a, a boomer, um, who's like, it's uh, technology, you and your kids and your technology. No, I don't think this is ever going to really take off. I think it's a, uh, it's a solution searching for a problem. They need, you know, it's, it's, it seems like it should be a good idea. So they're trying to will it into existence. It, I think it's a bit like, um, the Segway. We, we talked about Segways earlier. I think it's a bit like that. Segway was meant to be this revolutionary transport device that everybody would adopt. And they looked super cool in like from a distance. And then you realized, hang on, they're a bit naff. It's really expensive. I look like an idiot. I feel like an idiot. I'm never going to buy or use a Segway. And I think this might go in a similar direction. And now we've ended up with kind of e-scooters are kind of like the modern Segway, but they're not really mm. the same. They, they, it's like mm-hmm. a derivative, more basic version of it. I think as well, like VR will probably find a way into niche applications, like niche industrial applications. Uh, we have to we have to explore this mine site and we don't want to send people into the mine site, so we're going to create a VR environment or we need to work on this component and we're going to, VR rather than, yeah. You know, so I think industrial applications will have a thing in the way that segways are now like really popular amongst mall cops and airport people. Going back to flight contr- flight corner, mm. 
And so I think that's it, it'll have a place, but no. And the way that they're selling it now, like every consumer is going to have one. No, nobody wants to look like an idiot wearing a head thing. And then other people who don't mind feeling like like looking like an idiot are going to get sick wearing them because as good as they get, they're not. That's not how the human eye is designed, and I don't think we can overcome biology that if that easily. So I think it's a pipe dream. I think a lot Meta is burning a lot of capital on a dream of Zuckerberg's, and I think Zuckerberg's at the end of his t- rope. I, I think basically, let's get rid of him. He's gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go okay. succession style, okay? Okay, we gotta get rid of the old the old boy at the top of the tree as the TV show succession dictates. Let's sweep him out. Let's get somebody new in. Bring, bring in Rocket Boy. There you go. Um I will <laughs> add one additional point that yes. uh also a handful of years ago when I was in a previous life doing medical device stuff. We did actually design and build out a VR environment for training of medical devices. And it was it was hugely popular and very effective at getting people as close to the OR as possible without the actual need or expense of being in an OR environment with an actual, you know, everything being sterile and clean and operating on actual patients. The fact that they could get accustomed to the devices prior to those devices being in their hands for actual patient procedures actually turned out to be pretty impactful. And I, I think, I don't know how else we would have done that outside of a VR environment, being able to do that, not only in person in sessions, but also remotely there's those kinds of things. But again, what is the solution there? Is it just gaming? Is that enough? I don't know. There might need to be something like a, you know, manufacturing floor where they're going to spend $800 million on these things to help them with their manufacturing. Whereas people buying games at 10 bucks a pop is probably not going to do it. Jason, are you familiar with the N- Nintendo power glove? Yeah, of course. I think that might solve all your problems. Well, to sum, to sum up this episode, Andrew, all right, tell us about your latest ascension, your ascent up the social ladder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tell As- us why you're leaving the podcast because of your new, uh, job. You'll know, guys, that I am bifurcated. I am a tech nerdy kind of podcast guy with hemispheric views, but there's a mm. ulterior Andrew, a, two, a two-faced, essential Andrew, essential Andrew, who is very engaged <laughs> in the National Basketball League of Australia. Yes. Um, and I do a podcast, NBL Pocket Podcast, about that and. For the past two years, I've had media accreditation with the league. Last year, didn't really use it much because COVID and all difficulties and all that kind of stuff didn't really play out. This year, I have it and I've been more active. Obviously, I went to Darwin for the preseason event. And a couple of times this year, I've joined in on post-game press conferences via Zoom as they they allow media, accredited media, to join the Zoom conference. I took it to another level, guys. Hmm. This week, I attended a live game in Perth as the Wildcats took on the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix with my press lanyard around my neck, entry into the stadium, and then went into the press room after the game and asked my questions, mano a mano, 
right there. Does that mean free entry to the game? It does. Oh. Ooh, so that's cool. a benefit too. Nice. I'm not sure they were really particularly happy about giving me free entry. I feel like, and I feel that yeah, I've got that sort of uh, moment of... Um, what is it where you have... Um, imposter syndrome? Yeah, that's the way an imposter syndrome. Mm. You think, oh, should I really be asking? Mm-hmm. I feel a bit bad about it. But then I asked and I was like, well, hang on. The league gave me this media pass and that's the whole point of it. So I'm generating mm. media for them. I have two questions. Hmm. I have two questions for you. Sure. First question is, did you receive satisfactory answers to your own questions? I did to a point. Mm. So I tried mm. to kibo- I tried to um, ask a strategy question of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix coach. He and I have encountered each other in the past a couple of times via Zoom, and uh, and we have encountered we have shared we have shared a joke or two over Twitter over the time. Now whether he remembers okay. any of that, I have no idea. Although he did seem to acknowledge who I was. Um, this I, is the other team, though. You're you're speaking to the other team. Yeah, this now, is the, the opposition. I, I'm talking to oh, both teams. Mm. I'm impartial, wow. and I, I tried to ask. I I I put forward my view of his strategy. That he, they implemented to win the game by one point, and he gave me a he gave me an answer. But then, as he left the press conference, once the official recording had stopped, he he, he yelled out, "Hey, Andrew, what are you, what are you doing? You know better than that. I'm not going to answer strategy questions." I was like, oh, "I had to try, Ooh. Simon. I had to try. I'm here representing the fan. I had to give it a crack." So you were like one of those analysts on those Apple quarterly earnings calls who asks about future products or something yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. so what's the what's the next iphone gonna have in it and they're like come on like, yeah, yeah. really but i had to try it because i am with mbl pocket podcast i am the fan man in the stand that is my role Ooh, and wow so, uh, fan man in the stand so i asked the question yeah. see the journals the professional journals they ask questions about just kind of Getting the media grab. They just want to get the grab so they can write a boring story about the game. Boring. Boring. I am representing all the hardcore basketball nerds that want mm. the detailed answers and want the specifics. And they're like, you know, so I am there trying to do their their work. I'm doing God's mm. work on behalf of the fan. Indeed. And I just want to say it was an absolute blast. And I think about it and I think I've been following, watching basketball since 1987. And if you had told little nine-year-old Andrew that he would be doing this one day, nine-year-old Andrew would be like, no way, that's pretty cool. And there's no way you have the confidence to do that because you're a shy little kid. And look at me now. Look at you go. <laughs> you are the fan man in the stand. And you mean Fan business. man in the stand. Duh. Yeah. That brings me to my second question, given your excitement. Were you more excited about free entry to the game or the lanyard itself? <sighs> totally the lanyard. You go right to the you go right to the heart, don't you, Martin? You know me so yep. well. You know me yep. so well. What was I most excited about? <laughs> it's crazy that we're in the lanyard right now. <laughs> I gotta say, it's close, but oh man, there's so many there's so many benefits to each lanyard. Lanyard. It's lanyard. Yeah, hundred percent lanyard. I thought so because I can just yeah. imagine you at any conference or convention and be like, "Oh, this is a nice lanyard. Oh, I like this." And, yeah, even those kind of those ones that lead to that gigantic plastic place card that people have to wear over formal dresses to annual gala dinners, right? But you've got the medium. Was one. it the nice lanyard, or is it one of those dumb ones that has the little clippy thing that sits on your neck pad, or was it just the nice? No, it's got string. a it's got a clippy thing, but I still like yeah. it because it's got mm. it's got league branding, so it's got NBL. On the no. lanyard well, fabric. So, I like yeah. that. It fixes everything. But, 
and it's it's a laminated plastic card, so I like that. Mm. But mm. I like it. But it was it's the little pivot hook thing that it sits on. Mm-hmm. I found they call that the swivel do. Yeah, the swivel do. I feel like it was mm-hmm. constantly swivel doing to the backside. So I, it always I was does. Very they conscious, do that on purpose. Very conscious, yeah. continually flipping it so that my head, you know, because like this is me. I, I'm not, you know, this yeah. is actually my lanyard. I'm not stealing somebody else's lanyard. Well, quick point on that. I mean, if we did a side by side of actual face and what is on the card, it would not be immediately obvious that those were the same two people. I'm. It has to be said. You're talking about the so, beard, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. That's a fair point. I don't think Jason's having a go at your appearance. You are actually, you embody physically your many personas. So at any given time, you're you're a shapeshifter. You have <laughs> many sides to Andrew. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that photo was taken when I was business, Andrew. And now I'm basketball, yeah. Andrew, mid-season. Yeah. Yeah. We love basketball, Andrew. He's like our favorite one, for sure. Constantly dribbling. So. It's great. Yeah. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> so can I, I guess I, I will have to ask, my second question now, because there has to be two, I'm curious, who exactly, who do you work for? I don't understand <laughs> that at all. Question. What do you who, mean? Who is, who, who, why? Why are well, you doing this? The people this? of Western Australia, that's who he works for. That, yeah, like, are you working for the government? Is this for the the league? Is this for the podcast? Is this I don't understand of- who you represent. Who, it, what point of view are you taking? You're talking about his income, aren't you? Okay, like, how I was going to say, live? are you talking about my day job or just the, as it <laughs> pertains to NBL? <laughs> no, you have, so you have this media badge yes. via who? Who allowed this to happen? The league. I requested one from the league. Okay. Right. And, I and said, then what was the, what was the process? Like, clearly they don't just give these out to anyone or maybe they do. I don't know. But what was the process here? Like, you just said, hey, I want this. And they're like, here you go, mate. It's all good. Or like, what? Why? Why well, Why you? Well, I've we've been working on this podcast for, well, it's been going for three or four years. I've yeah. been a part so of it. So, it's from the podcast that, that yeah, that's yeah. your like. So, my badge, okay. sa- my badge says podcaster, MBL podcast. And so, to justify that, you know, I need mm-hmm. to use the content, right? So, I can't just. So, what, what we do is the questions and the, the the answers we get from the press, we clip into the MBL podcast show and then it. creates okay. a way to have a conversation about it. So it is being utilized rather than just being like, hey. Does Joe have one of these fancy he did badges? Last year he didn't, he actually didn't bother applying this year. So uh, no, no, he asked too many strategic questions. That and was I the think, problem. Yeah, I think, I he think, got booted. I think there yeah. are some, some, personality yeah. clashes that come along the way as well <laughs> Joe, you're out buddy we're, we're getting in we're gonna take the other guy this is your last know, you're the last chance yeah, you're the last chance for nbl pocket who knows podcast if they'll, to, they'll keep giving it to me like next year they might be like no nah, we've learned our you're gonna have now. to get a third co-host just so you can get another <laughs> badge next year okay but it's Fair a lot enough. of fun and you know whether yeah you know, however long it lasts i've got to make the most of it and i'm doing trying that to do that Exactly that. That's what I'm trying to say. What could we get media badges for? That, that's my next question. Is like Macworld. Oh, okay. You think that? Oh, would I reckon work? with some of our views, we'll uh, we'll get meta access in no time. He's, any? I feel like they're calling right now. If I weren't in a focus mode, I probably would have gotten the call. Yeah, we could go. Very, um, Twitter does that offer media 
media entry to Twitter. Not interested. Okay. Has a bit of an odd musk about the place. I don't know. It, does, it doesn't smell good. Let that sink yeah. in. There's, there's Microcamp. Microcamp. I was going to say, we completely glazed over Microcamp. That's the, that's the winning convention. Oh, that's true. We did do that. So we already have badges, really. Yeah. Okay. I've got stickers, I've got stickers on my laptop to prove that I didn't attend in person. Booyah. The heights of excellence have already been reached. Well, congratulations on your basketball. Uh, Thank you. Do, wheelie Bob. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to hearing more basketball talk on the NBL Pocket Podcast. Yeah, find it on all your favorite your favorite podcast catcher. Hmm. Is that what we say? Podcast catcher. Is that what we think? Podcatcher. Do I don't think anybody says podcast Pod, catcher. It's podcatcher. Is it? I'll defer to Martin because yep. he has a PhD in podcasting. That's true. Speaking of PhD in podcasting, I know Martin yes. is going to get angry. It's because always a good segue. Martin, really specific stories podcast. Yes. Being followed, actively followed mm. by the mm-hmm. father of RSS, Dave Weiner. Mm. Pretty cool. I was chuffed when you shared yep. that. So there you go. full circle. That is, that is. Pretty cool. I was kind of disappointed. I went through it. So that was a screenshot and it was, he screenshot his feeds and on that mm. page was really specific stories. And I was like, you have got to be shitting me. And so I went through and I logged no into the source here, sir. and I checked, I scrolled down, literally there it was. Unfortunately, the episodes with Andrew Canyon and, and uh, Jason Burke had scrolled off the page. So they weren't active anymore. So I'm sure that was by no accident. <laughs> But, Martin, that's amazing. Although, in a major disappointment, no no reference to Hemispheric Views on that subscription list. Mm. So, Not your cross-promotion work. No, what, what's going to get us up there is when we start designing and handing out hemispheric lanyards. That's what the world's mm. missing. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad idea. Well, that and the fact that, that Andrew tweeted it as rss.net as the link <laughs> so that didn't help either probably it's so hard to remember the right url um but no i think seriously martin that is pretty cool you're you're getting there thank you the growth we're all grow we're all growing in our different ways i've got my basketball martin's got his rss jason i got nothing how you doing over there <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> I think I'm shrinking. I think I'm slowly shrinking away from the internet. And I'm kind of happy with that. Bye.